0: Do we like pineapple on our pizza?
1: I actually do. A pineapple and jalapeno pizza is. Well,
0: okay. Star Wars are hey, I Harry don't Potter. need any,
1: any noises from the sound booth. Okay. You didn't get asked to be on the podcast. <laughs>
0: I'm so excited to see you tonight. Welcome to another episode of First Date. With me is your host, Lauren Compton. Today, I have a really exciting guest on. You know him from his also-dating podcast, Endless Honeymoon. He also has a new book out called Subculture Vulture. Give it up for Moshe Ka-
1: Do it again. We'll do it again. Can I do the like, whole thing again? Like a check cashier, you know, like a person who Ca- cashes. I,
0: I, the last name I've never fucked up. Here's what
1: happens is you start thinking about it. It's like, um.
0: It is like, um. Yeah, you
1: start thinking about it, then it gets in your head. I opened for a woman named Karen Rontowski once, <laughs> and I was so scared to fuck her name up, I had it written on my palms Moshe and- the, Yeah, okay, here we Mos-
0: go. Moshe Kasher. Gosh darn it. Let's Let's Should pop. I redo the whole thing? I think we got it the second Let's... time, right? Moshe Kasher, yeah. you want it again?
1: I mean, it's your podcast, but there was, yeah, I mean, what am I, I'm not going to tell you, let's do it Welcome to
0: another episode of First Date with me as your host, Lauren Compton. My guest today has a book out called Subculture Vulture, and he also has a dating podcast called Endless Honeymoon, which I can't wait to go on as well. Give it up for Moshe Kasher.
1: Oh my God, you nailed it.
0: (laughs) See, I can do it.
1: It was perfect, and it was beautiful, and it's really nice to be on this date with you. Thank you. To be honest, you're the first woman I've dated uh, outside of my marriage. And so this is kind of exciting.
0: Yeah. How long have you been married?
1: Uh, t- 10 years. It's time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This feels like a nice time for a very public side piece. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, the amount of times that I have been called a side piece.
1: I would never. You're my main piece. Okay. My wife is my side piece. <laughs>
0: <laughs> We're switching roles. That's some role play right there. Um. Well, the way that this works, I have this menu. I okay. Have appetizer questions main course and then a dessert question at the end sounds good so we're gonna go through all the things i'm excited we'll start it off with something very light have you ever committed a crime
1: oh how's that light <laughs> i've committed i i've committed a number of crimes
0: what's your favorite
1: my favorite crime to have committed uh-huh probably the funniest crime that i committed was when i was uh I think probably almost 15 I got sent to like a juvenile diversion court in Oakland. Nice. For uh and I got se- sentenced to community service for biting my mother. Ooh, wow. And the problem with that. I mean, that's obviously an awesome thing to do. I think we can all agree that that's just cool.
0: I mean, maybe when you're a baby.
1: Uh it wasn't it wasn't the titty. It was I think I bit her hand. She I was on I think I was on she found drugs and then i was shitting is this this kind of podcast it is now okay so i was on the toilet and my mother ran in like with the drugs Yeah. and like did like a you you live in texas what's it called when a is it a nose tackle a dive tackle in football where they 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 oh, leap at you oh don't ask me you? about football questions i mean look at me i you're, I, I mean i'm i'm yeah. less of a man than you are like like so <laughs> whatever that thing is where they dive through the air and grab you
0: yeah we'll call she, it a dive roll
1: a dive roll she did a dive roll onto me onto the toilet and started wrestling around with me this is the kind of relationship i had with my mom when i was young violent violent and crazy and drug addled she wasn't on drugs i was but she was trying to get me to get sober and then eventually i did but and not you were yet. how old this was probably almost 15 wow i got sober when i was 15 that's Chapter one of the book. But anyway...
0: Oh, this is your book. Let me see.
1: Yeah, this is called Subculture Vulture, a memoir in six scenes, and I go (sighs) through all six of the chapters of my life, which are stand-up.
0: Can I have this book?
1: Oh, whoa. What a bold question. No one's asked that. I mean, that's really wild. I can't... Yeah. Yeah.
0: Will you sign it for me, too?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Ah, cool. Yeah, and if you if you want, as a bonus, I could I could bite you and go to court in the Texas system. Which you know, I, think... I
0: bit someone, too, when I was little. Really? Uh-huh. I was in daycare, and this girl would bite me all the time. Uh-huh. And I went home, and I had these bite marks, and my mom asked me, she said, where are you getting these bite marks from? And I said, this girl in daycare is biting me. And she said, well, what do you do about it? And I was like, I oh, don't know, nothing. And she goes, the next time that little girl, she said, bitch, but I'll say, girl, sure. bites you. You bite her back. And? and so I did. I bit her on the face.
1: Wow. You went, you, you I went cheek. I went full
0: like American gladiator wrestler sure. and I bit her on the face. And then I got in trouble and they called my mom and they were like, um, your daughter just bit someone on the face. And she was like, yeah.
1: Did she bite you again? No. Well, that's it. Your mom was a great font of wisdom. Yeah. So my mom dive t- dive roll. What did dive we rolled. decide on? We she dive rolled onto me, and we were wrestling around on the ground. And I and I started bite like biting her. Mm-hmm. And she called the police. And I went to this juvenile diversion court thing. Anyway, I got sentenced to community service. And the awkward part of that was the fellas, they started to like you know talk like, "What are you in for?" You don't want do Yeah, like it's like grand prison. Theft, grand theft auto. What about you? Or rob the <laughs> liquor store. What about you, white boy? I, I bit my mama better watch out or I'll bite you too
0: yeah so that must was have been a strong ass bite mark
1: it was a big bite mark and uh, and I'm feeling much better now that's good but that's my best crime I think but well, I was a tagger and I I was I, a shoplifter oh I was a big shoplifter and my friends used to manipulate me because they would they would be like Mosh you're the best. You're the best shoplifter. None of us can do what you do. None of us have the skills. And they knew that I like wanted their approval hard enough yeah. that I would do it. So I was always the one like stealing a bottle of gin for the fellows.
0: I don't want this to offend you, but you don't look like a bad boy.
1: That is so true. And I don't take offense to that. At, well, you know, I was 15 when I got sober and I'm not 15 anymore. It's like a different... It's like a different creature. It's like a different character. Mm. But I know what I look like. I, I, I know. Well,
0: you look smart.
1: It sounds like my... You look ba- put
0: together. You it look like, like you golf. You yeah. look like you should be 80.
1: It looks like my, my biggest crime would be pirating a Wes Anderson film. I get mm. that. <laughs> but I used to have a different life.
0: Yeah. Well, you cover up well. Thank you. Maybelline should learn from you. So did uh, these crimes that you committed, yeah. did they ever affect your dating life?
1: 99% of the crimes I committed was when I was like a juvenile delinquent and uh once I got sober that all went away. But and this is actually the second part of the book, when I got into raves uh in the in the 90s I was like a big rave promoter and rave DJ. Uh I eventually I started working for this guy who was like I'm going to make you my right-hand man and we started throwing raves together these big raves in the San Francisco area. And uh he was not paying me. I'd work for like 100 hours for this guy to
0: Did you get free molly?
1: Well I was clean and sober, but I'm glad you brought up Molly. Because eventually I said to him, I go, dude, I've been throwing these fucking parties for you. I'm your right-hand man, and you promised me that I'd be like your rave prince or whatever. And I was like, (laughs) and you never pay me. I was like, you said I was your like top guy, but I feel like I'm your bottom bitch, right? And like, where's my money? And he goes, look, I can't pay you for the rave stuff, but I do have a secondary business, which is you could sell Molly for me. And so at 17 years old, I became a clean and sober ecstasy dealer at raves in the, in the 90s so at that time perhaps uh yes it helped me with my dating life because the rave scene was filled with lovely moments of sex and sexuality of course but before that when i got sober i i think i had sex one time i was like a, a virgin criminal wow yeah
0: very what a dichotomy
1: i am truly a dichotomy
0: yeah have you ever gotten back with an ex
1: Um, I, I will be totally honest with you because we're on our first date and I want you to know who I am. Um, my wife is my first, uh, serious relationship. So yeah, I did get back with, I mean, I never had an ex, so no, I never got back with an ex, but I did have women that I would date for. And despite the cowl neck, it was all women. Uh, I had women (laughs) that I would date on and off for many years who like lived long distance or like, you know, or we would have a thing going back and forth, but I never committed until, until I started dating my wife. She's the first long-term monogamous relationship I've ever had.
0: Do you think that you learn more about relationships being in one long monogamous relationship or having a whole bunch of one night stands? Oh,
1: a, a thousand percent a thousand percent being in a long monogamous relationship. It's so much so that, um, to be serious for a moment, I didn't understand what relationships actually were until I started dating my wife and it became committed and monogamous. For years, I would chase after the feeling that you have when you first start dating somebody, which is that it's a drug feeling, Mm -hmm. right? It's like that butterfly thing and i thought that's what a relationship was i thought that a relationship that love was butterflies was like puppy love right exactly <clears throat> so, and so i chased it and when i would date a woman and that feeling would start to recede even like for a minute mm-hmm. i would i would like pull the the eject cord i would be out yeah because i thought I was like a drug addict you're like that oh, oh it's this over isn't not gonna last exactly and i i had such an immature version of what i thought love and dating was that i thought the minute that feeling dissipates at all and it always does right i mean like it always every single time does that that the relationship was over so dating my wife i started to like realize actually i read this book because i was struggling i was i went to therapy because i couldn't find a relationship i like just couldn't figure it out right
0: mm-hmm.
1: i would like panic when that feeling would happen, the butterflies would recede, and I would feel like, yeah.
0: I, oh no, not again.
1: And I would be like, I gotta get the fuck out of here, yeah, like, immediately. So I read this book by M. Scott Peck called *The Road Less Traveled*, and in it, it describes that process. It ta- it, it describes it as like lust, mm-hmm. but I don't think I think it was like written in the fifties. I think what they <laughs> meant was what you're saying, puppy love. Yeah, and it said that that recedes always, and what's left over is what you. F- that's what you f- when you find out if you love that person, like real love is caring about another person as much or as more as yourself and real love is like I didn't even know that love was about partnership I didn't know that information like I thought it was about like me getting
0: what you wanted
1: yeah me getting a euphoria from another person and then I realized with my wife and now I mean I've been married 10 years like it's also about like building a thing together and I didn't and I didn't know that
0: yeah. Well, for anyone who doesn't know, he's married. You are married to Natasha Legero. Yes. So she was also another comic. What, how did you guys meet?
1: Well, we met in the stand up world. Uh, and, and I, 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 she wasn't even, she was like my kind of, she was not uh, like my dream girl or something, but I was, she was dating other people and I, it wasn't like that. And I was busy doing my like ho thing. And so <laughs> I, it wasn't like that. So that was kind of, in a way, that was cool for me because by the time I finally d- started dating her, um, I respected her so much that, uh, um, like I'm just, I want your listeners to know I'm like a really cool guy and like a really nice guy and like really, um, awesome, but no, I respected <laughs> her so much as a friend and as a peer that I wasn't willing to like, you know, do it casually. And I, I told her like, oh, let's not sleep together for a while. Cause I wanted to make sure I didn't want to fuck up a friendship and a professional relationship if it wasn't the real thing. Right. And so I took it slow. And she was, I think she was just trying to, like, get her dick wet. And so she was like, what's, what's going on? Like, what's up with this dude? You know, like, why isn't he sleeping with me? And I was like, let's go slow. And then by the time we finally did hook up, um, it, I knew that I was in something important, I guess.
0: Yeah. Which takes us to our main chorus questions. Yes. Who is better at planning date night in your relationship?
1: Oh, it's like an ongoing, literal ongoing fight that I, I have, like, a, ADD. And I just forget like so Natasha's constantly telling me she wants me to take her out and I have to like set like 14 reminders to do it. <laughs> and when I do it, it's good. I mean, honestly, she's better, uh, but I'm trying to I just need to like remember that she needs that.
0: What kind of date night does she like? like does she like to go out to fancy dinners? Does she like to Netflix and chill? Like what's date night? the for, best date
1: night for me the best date night is um she sort of watches me do playstation and like that's kind of <laughs> like that's cool i'll like put in like does nicotine. she like to do that yeah i put in nicotine pods and i just chill and i play like the last of us or something like that or like <laughs> or apex legends with my homies and she gets to and i let her listen to the the, the chat the group chat so that's fun for her uh no we like spas <laughs> we like spas that's I, I would say that's the sweet the sweet spot is spas uh fancy restaurant sure yeah we do that too but
0: y'all like massages like couples massages oh yes have you ever been to a bathhouse
1: like a gay bathhouse no
0: no like like a um what is it called
1: did you see the panic in my eyes when you asked (laughs) (laughs) no no
0: there's like one in new york it's called ancient air
1: baths oh you're talking about like a like a a russian turkish bath or like a a korean spa? yeah Yeah. well bathhouse i don't know if you know this lauren (laughs) But bathhouse doesn't usually refer to a spa. It usually refers to like a gay cruising spot. And I <laughs> thought you were putting me on the spot. And the answer is no. I, I've never been. No, I I, I have been to a uh, many spas. Uh, we we I have an RV, and I take Natasha on these like trips. My whole thing with Natasha, she's like she's like you. She's like fancy, right? She's a lady, <laughs> and I am like um, a beta male. So uh, the way that I express. My anxiety about my beta-ness is by trying to do alpha things, right? So I'm a I'm a beta with an alpha rising. I'm like a gamma male. And so I like to camp. I have like a big tough r v uh, like it's a truck, but it's not really an rV it's like for tough guys, you know it's like cool look hey, look at me, this like overland vehicle, so we'll go on like long camping trips where every third day we have to check into like a a nice hotel so that to me is like the sweetest spot of what we've got like we'll do three days in the woods and then one day at like a really fancy hotel
0: yeah, what does retirement look like for you?
1: oh my god let it let it be tomorrow um. <laughs> Retire. What would retirement look like for me? I want to be on a beach with a surfboard and chilling with my family. And uh, yeah, that sounds. I would do it tomorrow. Yeah. Do you want to retire?
0: Of course. Yeah. But I'm. I feel very lucky. Like I'm. I'm everything I do, I really love. So I. I wouldn't mind doing this I, forever. I, yeah. Yeah.
1: I. I. I think staying in touch with like how lucky people like us are is like such an important thing. Like. Just to be able to, I mean, what do you do? You go on dates for a living with with people and meet them and have a conversation. Same with me. We have this podcast, like our love turned into this podcast where we like do love advice and like, and then I go do stand up, and then I get to write a book and then I get to meet a cool, I get to have a, a adulterous affair with a woman in Texas. (laughs) Like this is my, this is my job. Like I, I have to stay focused on that.
0: Yeah. It's good to be reminded sometimes.
1: So maybe no, maybe never, maybe no retirement. They say comics don't retire. We just, yeah. You just get old. Well,
0: Ron White did.
1: He, I introduced him on stage last night. <laughs> How is he retired? <laughs>
0: Looking for an easy way to have some fun without leaving your house? Check out DraftKings Casino, the number one online casino in America with over 300 real money games. I'm partnering with DraftKings on this video to let you guys know about an exciting deal they have going on right now. All new customers who sign up using promo code DATE and make a minimum of $5 deposit will get an instant match up to $100 in casino credits. So head to DraftKings Casino app right now. Sign up using promo code DATE date, and make a deposit of at least $5. And DraftKings will instantly match that dollar for dollar up to $100 in casino credits.
1: Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. 21 and over. Physically present in Connecticut. Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia only. Void in Ontario. Eligibility and other restrictions apply. One per new customer. Must opt in and make minimum $5 deposit within 7 days. 168 hours of registering new account. Max match $100 in casino credits which require one-time playthrough within 7 days. 168 hours. See terms at casino.draftkings.com slash new player offer 2024.
0: My closet was chaotic. Crammed with a bunch of clothes but nothing to really wear. The game changer? Upgrading to high quality affordable pieces from Quince. Now I have a wardrobe of luxury essentials that transition from one occasion to the next. And I stayed on a budget. Do you like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for only $50? Organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Because I do. And it's all at Quince. I personally really love the pants that I just got from Quince. They hug my waist, they fit perfectly, and I have worn them endlessly. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to Quince.com slash first date for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q U I N C E. Dot com slash first date to get free shipping and 365 day returns quincecom slash first date It's crazy how February is the shortest month and has so many things to celebrate. There's Valentine's Day, President's Day, Black History Month, and of course Groundhog Day. But if you really want to celebrate something, make February the month you plan to be debt free. and PDS debt can help. I have some personal friends of mine who use PDS Debt, and it has helped them so much. PDS Debt has customized options for anyone struggling with credit cards, personal loans, collections, or medical bills. If you're making payments every month on your debt and your balances aren't going down, then this program is for you. PDS Debt provides options that consolidate your debts into one low monthly payment. Let's celebrate you starting to get out of debt. Right now, PDS Debt is offering a free debt analysis. It only takes 30 seconds. Head over to pdsdebt.com slash date to get your free debt assessment today. That's pdsdebt.com slash date for your free assessment. pdsdebt.com slash date.
1: If that's retirement, I well, like that sound I guess, of Well,
0: I guess when I think of a comic retiring, they're not doing tours anymore.
1: Right, right. I could do that tomorrow for sure.
0: Because he, like, will perform at Mothership I four see. nights a week, but he just steps out of his house and goes and has a good time. Right. He's not, and, I like, I don't mean that in a way like he's not working. He's not out right. on the road because he told me he was on the road for, like, Ever.
1: Oh, and th- that's the road, road. The
0: road, road. Yeah,
1: I could, I, th- I love you know, the old saying is like you get paid, uh, you get paid to travel and you do the show for free. Yeah. Like that's the truth. Like when I'm on the road, I'm on stage. It always feels like magic. And I'm always like reminded of that thing, like how lucky I am. And then the minute I step off and it's like 1110 in Indianapolis on a Saturday night. And I'm in my like at the Courtyard Marriott picking out like uh, Doritos for my mid my night I'm like, I got to get off the fucking road. Yeah.
0: Well, your wife went topless on stage recently.
1: That's a good segue one of the best segues (laughs) (laughs)
0: how do you feel about that i mean i would feel like fucking cool like she
1: i was um i guess the word is furious and cucked um no i (laughs) no i thought it was like the coolest shit i've ever seen i thought it was like so punk rock and so awesome like and 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 back to what we were saying you were saying before about like remembering and have fun and be like to me that's what it was was like natasha's having fun on stage like that made me really really happy yeah and also i the the next segment in the book is burning man and i've been going to burning man since the the 90s um nudity for me is like there's nothing about it that is like <gasps> i don't i don't feel that like, at all oh my god boobs N- like zero yeah like, I, you know it, it doesn't matter i mean like listen if bert kreischer had like titty fucked her that would have been upsetting <laughs> i would have called him and her I would have had a conversation with both of them (laughs) Uh, but the fact that she followed him and took her shirt off I thought was like the coolest thing in the world
0: yeah um I agree I mean I thought that was really cool too I wish I would have seen the set though I wanted to know what the context was behind it
1: I think it was just that she was following Bert and Bert didn't have a shirt on
0: oh and so
1: she came up and took her shirt off like he does and it was like this like I mean, it was so badass. The video is so cool because it like shows her and she looks like such, she looks so hot and like such a fucking badass. And then the camera pans around to Bert, who's like, Aah! he's like losing his fucking mind, like with with joy. And I just thought like I, I love I loved it. She told me she was doing it. And I, I just I, I was in. That's cool. Yeah.
0: Um, What is your favorite thing about your relationship with her?
1: Um, My favorite thing about my relationship with Natasha there's a lot like she's got wisdom that i don't and i think that's like a healthy relationship like when i i help her with things and she helps me with things she's calm like dude i used to spend i'm sorry for calling you dude i used to spend my whole day i thought it was like a part of my comedy brand to go back and forth with people with trolls on the internet like commenters Mm -hmm. and i was like no it's my brand uh it's part of what i do i like go i go there i go in on these fools And I would be like eight hours into like an argument with some fucking loser in Tallahassee going back. And and she was like, why are you spending your life doing that? That's a waste of your psychic energy. And I, it it just never occurred to me. Like, I just thought like, that's what you do. And I haven't looked at an internet comment in probably three years. Like I don't even look anymore. And that's 100% because of her. And I've, it was her wisdom. And I've got wisdom that she doesn't have and so I really love that I love working with another person uh, another artist Mm -hmm. who's like we can do bounce ideas back and forth she read my book when I was writing mine I read her book we gave each other notes we do a podcast together we've written on tv uh, tv shows together we've toured together like it's it's what I was talking about in the beginning like it's a romantic partnership and it's also like a creative partnership and that's like super fulfilling and nice and also she's hot
0: what is your exit strategy for it? Oh, I just said um.
1: Oh, and I've been saying like this whole time. We did talk it was not toxic. She's been a perfect gentlewoman. But we did talk about ums and likes I'm and getting to them stop out. Saying, um, it's so uh, I would do I've been doing like and I've been self conscious about it. Maybe we can help each other actually. I think so. Yeah. Like somehow I will remember this conversation every time I say like, and I want you to remember me every time you say um.
0: <sighs> I will.
1: Okay. This is good.
0: So I'm going to slow it down.
1: Slow it down. Take the ums out. No more likes. Okay. Let's see if we can do the rest of this podcast without an um or a like.
0: What a challenge. Let's try this. What is your exit strategy for a terrible first date? So like, like I guess <laughs> like uh,
1: my exit strategy for a terrible first date. I, I used to be, I used to get out like when I did it. I used to get out like. <laughs> ah <laughs> this is awful why did we do this to ourselves i have no idea <laughs> especially at the end this is like the opposite of good podcasting is thinking about the way that you're talking i know okay but when i felt it's over i would bail i would go i remember i was but out.
0: how would you bail
1: i would say good like i don't think this is gonna work straight uh, like, up well i remember i was dating a girl once and I we had gone out on a few dates and I paid every time we went out because it was the two of us, right? And I would pay for the date. But then one the like third or fourth date, she brought two friends and she got all upset that I hadn't paid for her two friends as well. And I go, I'm not just here to feed you and your community. Like, is that what you <laughs> thought this was? It's not happening. And she got super offended. She's like, I think I'm worth it. And I go, You are worth you're I don't know, you're worth it, but I'm not. I'm not a a, a food fund, and I remember we were in my, I was, at the time I lived in a studio apartment, and the distance between where we were fighting to the door was so short. It was five feet away that we both, I just said, I think this date's over, and we got up and walked out, and then I just, I said, I can't believe you would let a $10 time meal get in the way of our future together and close the door in our face. That was rude. I apologize.
0: (laughs) It's too late to take it back. Um... I said it again.
1: I've been saying like this whole time. Don't worry about it. Uh-oh.
0: I'm sorry. I can't get up. I have my headphones in. I'm locked in. Do you
1: want me to go turn it off? Like, I we, will do that for you.
0: You know who that is? I can tell you who it is right it's now. It's your boyfriend? It's a spam call. Oh, yeah. From AT&T.
1: Unknown caller? I
0: moved out of a studio that I used to shoot in a lot. And uh, all I used, it was just a shooting studio. And I had Wi-Fi there. And... uh I didn't return the equipment.
1: Oh, they're after you.
0: And so they want their equipment back and they even told me that I was going to be sent to collections. Over this and I told them I lost it. I was like I was like I don't know where it actually is. I've moved and I had movers come and pack up all my stuff. I would have to go through my entire storage unit to find this stuff.
1: You can't just pay for it?
0: I'm not going to do that.
1: You know what? This has been an actually like the best first date I've ever had and 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 I'm feeling bad about that woman who I wouldn't pay for her Thai meal I'm gonna tell you what I'm gonna do for you sweetheart <laughs> when I get out of this podcast I'm going straight to the at and super center here in Austin Texas and I'm gonna I'm gonna buy your router oh, <laughs> I'm gonna pay for your router bro. that
0: might be the anyone's ever done for me i told you i've
1: changed i went to therapy i know how to treat a lady oh, now that's yeah. so
0: sweet <laughs> yeah
1: no i'm a good guy and
0: i got a book out of Oh, this. yeah you
1: did get a book
0: i'm winning i you're feel like a i'm a great winning person today yeah well thank Man. you natasha you're a lucky bitch that's right all right we're gonna do my favorite tasting menu this is a series of questions where you have to just off the top of your head Say which one. Okay. All right. There's a bunch it's, of them.
1: They're cho- they're choices. Uh huh. Okay, it's like this or it. that. Okay, cool.
0: <clears throat> the first one's not a this or that though. Okay. The oldest thing in your fridge.
1: Uh, there are I would say layers of hummus from like different <laughs> like eras of my life. Like you know what I mean? There's like multiple buckets, and I'm like I don't know which one to throw out. I I think it's time to do a hummus <laughs> purge actually. <laughs> It's like, I don't know what the modern one is. Perfect. There's ones in there where there are Bible characters still in it.
0: That is so funny. Hand-gritty. Do you just eat hummus raw or do no, you No, what I'm carrots? saying is like, I
1: buy, I buy, well, well, what do you mean raw?
0: I mean, do you just eat it by the spoonful? Because you're making it sound like you just eat it.
1: No, it's like it's like, first of all, I'm from California. And we eat hummus, okay? So I, I don't mean to like do a, like a culture shock for you or whatever, but I lived in California
0: like, for sixteen years. That's
1: just who we are. Okay, okay but you're you still do. Now you're it. here and you don't get our culture anymore, okay? We eat hummus, <laughs> we go surfing, okay. <laughs> Have we, I changed? We vote for sleepy Joe Biden. That is who we are.
0: Ew. Okay. All right. No. East coast or west coast.
1: Oh, West Coast, ocean. Deep yes. dish or
0: thin crust pizza. Well, they have the. Oh, hold
1: on. You don't get idiot.
0: to elaborate. Well, okay,
1: sorry. I just feel like an idiot. going I go? Ocean. You said East Coast. They've got an ocean there too. West Coast. I like the Pacific. Keep talking. Sorry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> deep dish or thin crust pizza.
1: Oh, it depends on the day. But you know what? Okay, fine. I'll I'll I'll, I'll double your deep dish, and I'll say uh, uh yes. Ocean. Uh, sh- <laughs> West Coast. <laughs> When I'm on, yeah, when I'm on the East Coast, it's thin crust. When I'm on the West Coast, I'm doing a, a deep dish.
0: Okay. Do we like pineapple on our pizza?
1: I actually do. A pineapple and jalapeno pizza is... well. Okay.
0: Star Wars or Harry I don't Harry need any,
1: any noises from the sound booth. Okay? You didn't get asked to be on the podcast. <laughs> pineapple and jalapeno is a good combo. I'm telling you.
0: Moving on. All right,
1: fine. Star
0: Wars or Harry Potter? You look like the kind of person that likes both.
1: I am a both for sure, but I will say Star Wars means more to me and Harry Potter is more me. I am Harry Potter. You are. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, don't point and laugh at me. I don't like what you're doing. You
0: literally look like an old Harry Potter. Okay.
1: First of all, fuck you. That's the, the, the old was so unnecessary. But you know what? When I was, I used to work for a long time. I was a sign language interpreter, uh, and, and I worked in in uh, like public schools. Because
0: your parents were deaf, my right? My parents,
1: they they still are. Well, my mom still is deaf. My my dad's dead, so he can hear me in heaven, and he oh. and he loves your podcast. Can I just say that he loves your podcast? What an angel. Um, he. But I would go to to public schools in like Oakland and Richmond, and. In the, the early years, they would point and laugh and say, ha-ha, Buddy Holly. And then eventually they would point and laugh and say, ha-ha, Harry Potter. And I was just like, that's just a white person with glasses. Like, this feels like... No,
0: you have, like, the circle glasses. All right. The look. only thing you're missing is the little lightning bolt on your forehead. I'll
1: tell you what, though. Why am I Harry Potter? Is because, not only because I look exactly like him, but because, like, my whole life has been, and that is what that book's about, is, like feeling like a weak sort of have no friends, powerless kid, and then all of a sudden well, I, bam. I go through a portal, I go through that little a turnstile and I'm in a different universe. I found my people and I have magical powers. Stand up is like that and I feel like you don't you feel like you have a, like a superpower in a way?
0: Kind of. Yeah. It is like But that. mine are on my chest.
1: No, no, no. Yours are above your chest.
0: Okay, Dad. <laughs> Best music to have sex to
1: Uh uh, total silence so that I can whisper I love you, I love you, I love you over and over again while making unrelenting uh, eye contact and stroking Natasha's ear. That's the way she likes to do it and that's the <laughs> way I like to do it too. Um, I'm not a big music guy, but I would say house, house music could be good because you can get your rhythm.
0: Okay. Yeah, coming from a true raver. That's right. Leather or lace?
1: Um, I'm not a big...
0: Uh, On a girl, obviously. Uh, not right. what you like to wear.
1: All right, no, I get it. I, I'm not a big a big uh lingerie guy. I don't I don't I, I think lingerie is a con. I think it's like no I've never met a man that's like, Oh, I, I love it. Yeah, mm, give it to me. It's for I think it's for women. It always reminds me of like a like a white snake video when a, a woman has lingerie on. You know what I mean? Like just like like a cocaine on top of a Corvette or whatever. Yeah. So nudity I would I, choose. I'd choose nudity.
0: I like that. So ghosts or aliens.
1: I'm gonna go aliens because ghosts aren't real and aliens might be yeah
0: okay okay mohawk or mullet
1: i'm gonna go uh i'll choose mullet because uh as an insufferable hipster the mullet is a a a style i could actually rock
0: business in the front party in the back
1: yeah cocaine in the nose
0: (laughs) (laughs) favorite cocktail
1: i'm not a drinker so i will say um i will say i will go for diet coke Ooh, that's weak huh that just feels so weak It's
0: very harry potter
1: you think Harry Potter drank diet coke? That's, that's butterbeer, girl. Don't get it twisted.
0: Coffee or tea?
1: Coffee all day. Black coffee. I heard I heard a great uh, there was a guy introducing a, a competitive hot dog eater. It was at one of those contests. Uh-huh. And the Barker that was starting the event, this is one of the most profound things I ever heard in my life. This old man is like 90 years old at Coney Island introducing the competitive hot dog eaters. And he goes, I don't know why he introduced him like this, but he goes, When we are young, we drink our coffee with milk and sugar, <laughs> then with only milk, then uh, black, then decaf, then we die. And I thought that was the most profound poem i've ever heard, and I'm on black, so I'm like one notch away from death
0: favorite car
1: uh favorite car is definitely my uh my my truck my r v uh i have a a a tiger pro van on a chevy twenty five hundred h d chassis I'm a real man, and I jerk off in the front seat uh but that's my favorite that's like my baby it's it goes my it goes my child, my wife, my truck okay yeah.
0: For my dessert question. Yes. How did you propose to Natasha?
1: Um, I, well, I got, I, I got, I just had my attorney contact her, to be honest. <laughs> um, there was a very complicated prenup. Um, I, we went to New Orleans um, and we ate at a restaurant um, called Irene's, which is like a, like a really nice restaurant. And I had the ring, but I was like, I was so nervous and I, I couldn't do it. We didn't do I didn't do it. Actually, even... We went to to Hawaii first, and I was going to do it there, and <laughs> I was I was planning on doing it, and then we went swimming at, at a, a a beach in Maui, and she got like slammed by a wave so hard that she dislocated her shoulder. Ooh. And when she came up out of the water, she it was like it looked like Sigourney Weaver and aliens, like it was just like. And really? I was looking at her shoulder. I go, I can't help. Like there's nothing I can do. I I need a I like I need to run to the beach and find a real man. So she was in a sling, and I'm like, I'm not going to propose to her here. So then we got to New Orleans, like this is a few months later. There was another time I almost proposed to her, too, on her the set of another period, her Comedy Central show, which I wrote on um there was a moment where she it was like a carry scene but it was a bucket of shit and and it was like when the shit bucket turned over and like she was covered in in fake shit i thought this would be a perfect comedic (laughs) moment to propose to her but i didn't do it there we went to irene's and then i walked her down to the uh mississippi river to the banks of the mississippi and i i did not get down on one knee because uh that, that's that's some bitch shit uh no but just i was too i don't know i was too nervous but i but on the banks of the mississippi river in new orleans that's where i proposed to her
0: and you stood face to face
1: we stood face to face i looked her in the eyes and i said how would you like to join me uh on on our our journey together down the river <laughs> and i didn't say that and
0: she just said yes she as said fast yes as possible. and
1: to be honest we went home and we had sex like immediately afterwards and I always thought that was weird, like that we got horny. Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? It's like this life together, you and I in partnership forever. Oh, I'm. Let's go fuck. I always <laughs> thought that was a weird, but it, that's what happened.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming on my show.
1: Thank you for having me. Nice to date you.
0: Nice to date you too. And I hope
1: you enjoy the book.
0: Yeah. I th- I really appreciate the book. For you guys out there that want to read this cool book, Subculture Vulture, you can find it Where can you find it? You can find
1: it on Amazon or any book or book book any bookseller, find an indie bookseller even better so. And um I honestly would love to have you on the podcast cuz it's like You're a dating expert and we have like all these young people calling in asking for advice uh, and uh, you'd be so fun on there. And then we also have this thing called the Secrets Hotline where people call and leave their deep dark secrets and I think you'd really like that. That
0: sounds fun. Yeah. Where can people find you?
1: They can find me at Moshe Kasher, Endless Honeymoon Podcast, MosheKasher.com. I'm touring. I'm coming to a city near you. I, I got all kinds of stuff coming up. And uh, the book is out now. I'm excited about it.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you again. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you next time. First day, baby. Are you really drinking a glass of milk with dinner? First day, I can't wait. You told your mom about me? Just say you ready. Delete my number.